I, I did a little digging yesterday. How much they cost, Trace? Just, just wanted to see. Just said, you know what? Let me just jump on the old StubHub real fast and just type in Taylor Swift and see what comes up. The fact that this lady is playing at Paul Brown Stadium. 70,000. Not once, but Two twice, nights. I think. Over 100,000 people. We'll we got see tickets in the upper deck, which is going to sound terrible. I mean, let's be honest. It's The acoustics at a stadium are probably not going to be that great from a concert perspective. Yeah. You're going to barely be able to see the actual real Taylor version Swift. of Taylor Swift. Yeah. You're more than likely going to be watching it on a television screen. And these tickets are going for like $900. I've never heard a person go to a giant stadium concert and talked well, like overly well about the experience. It'd be like, yeah, it was kind of cool uh, seeing so Oh, Garth Brooks. Yeah, Garth well, I, I had Brown. friends that went to Garth Brooks at Paul Brown, and they're like, yeah, I mean, it was cool seeing Paul Brown, but, like, couldn't really see him. Well, did I mean, they like, go to the first one or the second one? Because it was two different shows. One had terrible weather, right? The, that was the one I went to. He got delayed, like, an hour. Yeah. But then it, it ended up being okay. But the first – he – it was kind of like the Taylor Swift thing where he added a second show, and the first night he only sold, like, the lower bowl, and he kind of did, like, a scaled-back thing. And I heard yeah. – because some people that I knew – that missed out on the second night were like, oh, he opened up a, a first night. And then the first night was kind of, it wasn't the full Garth Brooks experience. Well, that's, I've just not, I've yet to hear somebody go to a 60,000 person stadium concert and enjoy their time. But that's. By the way, we do have call-ins later today. Yeah. I, we'll see if we see if we get any. I mean, it is at the bottom. When we get near the end of the show, I know we'll, Boy's we'll flash it up. asking a call-in. We'll flash so it up. We're going to give it a shot. We don't know. We don't know if it'll work, but we're right. going to, we'll, yeah. we'll give it hell. All right, I so mean, let's let's go into the big news in, in the baseball world. Kind of the big news on, on this Wednesday. So, so big that so big that I, and to be fair, I was doing a lot of stuff yesterday. I wasn't paying attention to social media well, like it, I normally woke. do. So big that I literally got up. I literally walked in today, and you were like, "Yeah, yeah, uh, Correa didn't sign with the Giants." I'm like, "What?" Yeah. So it was actually an awesome. You know, every once in a while, you get on social media, you get on Twitter, and you're like, "This is a moment in like kind of Twitter in in our." ecosystem of your your twitter spaces yep. this is a moment in history because every baseball follower i woke up at seven o'clock this morning and every per baseball twitter person i have just go what the heck because the news dumped at like three in the morning that carlos correa was signed with the mets so yesterday obviously last week he signed with the giants right well you say signed well he agreed, agreed to a deal agreed to a deal and yesterday there was the news that they are pushing back his press conference which is where he actually signs the paper and he's yep. officially part of the team and they push it back because of some medical pending thing well i guess scott boris and steve cohen made a deal struck a deal overnight and now he's going to the mets can you imagine for a second being a san francisco giants fan and what they've gone through this well, season? let's walk through what happened because i don't know if the chat or if folks that are okay. watching right now probably so let's, know but let's a take few it all the way back ago during the winter meetings well, let's take it all the way back to two years they went 110 games best record in baseball You're right two yep. seasons ago yep um they flounder in the postseason they come out this year they barely break 500 yep. but they still feel like they've got this good core and it's been talked about all year this offseason they're going to make a big splash the big name was aaron judge <laughs> Winter comes this is along. So bad. Winter winter meetings come along. And John Heyman yep. tweets out in the midst of everything, which John Heyman has a great record. It's not Bob Nightingale putting this putting this out. It's John Heyman saying Arson Judge yeah. to the Giants. The up. Deleted that one, put out another one, Aaron Judge to the Giants. And then 
Six minutes later, I mean, everyone on Twitter is going, oh my gosh, Aaron Judge of the Giants, Aaron Judge of the Giants. Six minutes later, go, deal's not done. And then, of course, he doesn't go to the Giants, signs back with the Yankees. I don't know if that got the Yankees scared, but they make a deal, strike a deal right then and there. So the Giants for six minutes thinking that they're getting the number one free agent in baseball, Aaron Judge. A few weeks go by, and the big ticket is then Carlos Correa. Right. And they make a signing. They agree to a deal, 13 years, $360 million. Then you're thinking, all right, like we didn't King get Griffey Jr. Well, maybe not to that magnitude for Cincinnati fans, but King Griffey Jr. coming to the Reds. Hey, he's coming. And then you wake up this morning and you realize that Well, even better. It would be like if, go back to 2000 when the Reds signed King Griffey Jr., if you found out King Griffey Jr. is the biggest free agent, and they go, King Griffey Jr. to the Reds. Ten minutes later, you find out, oh, that's not true. Then a week goes by, and you're like, oh, man, we still got to make a big move. Still got to make a big move. And I, I don't know who was a free agent in 2000. We'll, we'll say someone like Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter to the Reds. And for a week, you think that you're getting Derek Jeter. No Mark Garcia Power, one of those guys. And then pending physical, physical fails. They have the press conference scheduled, push it back. You wake up the next morning, he's gone. Gone to the Mets. Right, that's brutal. Well, I, here's what happened, obviously. Giants seen something in the physical, and one of two things happened. Yep. Giants wanted to back out of the deal. Yep. So they, they were make, you know, I don't want to say making stuff up, but you know, they, were, they were making it very, very difficult to sign to the original deal that they had agreed, agreed yeah. to. Or, or the other thing that happens is they bring these points up to Carlos – and Scott, and they're like, no, nah, the hell with you. We're not, we're not doing any of these extra things, or we're not doing anything right. that you say that you want us to do. In fact, we already got someone on the line named Cohen. He's with the Mets, and yep. that's where we're going. Like, so, that's, that's, that's wild. I'm interested to see what comes out on this physical, because that news hasn't broke yet on what is actually the deal of to why that deal fell through. But it has to be something somewhat significant, because he did lose $45 million in the deal leaving well, from San Francisco. Well, he lost $45 million on a yearly year. basis. Lost forty five, not on a yearly basis, but he lost forty five on the on the guarantee and a year on the contract. Well, I'm just saying he lost one year off of his contract, but he's getting paid roughly the same over the same. Amount Correct, of time. but still, it's like I like I made the point last week. Yeah. They don't care about how long a contract is; they just care about their guarantee at the end of the You're day. Right. You, well, you've brought the car the car loan point up right before. Um, I want to bring this up really, really quickly. I don't know if you guys seen this or not. Uh, the Masters, yeah, and live golf. I know. I don't know how many golf fans we have. I'm a. We, I think actually most people in the office enjoy golf. Um, this was a big thing. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, this was this was one of those things where if you've not been following along, I'm not going to go into the the, the 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 weeds of this. But at the end of the day, you have the Saudis who are paying a, an abundant amount of money to folks to try to get them to join Steve their tour. Killer. Yep, and at the end of the day, we've had some notable names that have jumped ship. They've gone over to the Live Tour, and there was this angst between the PGA Tour and Live Golf between whether or not, you know, this was the morally right thing to do, or then you have the thing of whether or not they should be able to play on the tour still because they're not really theoretically leaving the tour. That became a big old thing of itself. But the biggest thing was the still the open question mark of, are these guys going to be able to be, be able to play in the majors are the majors going to side with the PGA tour and be like, no, you can no longer play. So they can't play in the PGA championship, right? Well, no, no, no. That's where it's funny. The PGA championship is actually not even, 
honestly, I'll use the term owned. I don't know if that's the right term. Sanctioned to use. by. It's not sanctioned by the PGA Tour, believe it or not. Oh. It's not. It's actually the members. So the tour and the PGA, like, and this is where it gets a little confusing. Just to keep it clean and simple, all four majors are don't still have the- direct association with the tour. Okay. They can they can make the decision one way or the other. So last year you see a situation where I think the PGA Tour did kind of, or excuse me, the PGA Championship did kind of side with the whole live situation. But but that's when it was incredibly fresh. The U.S. Open said, listen, it's an open championship. If you qualify, you qualify. But the one biggest one and the one that everybody pays attention to, and I would argue, Paul, you can correct me if I'm wrong, if you think that I'm a little being outlandish when I say this, I think that the Masters, from a notoriety standpoint, from a watchability standpoint, I don't have the numbers to back this up, is more popular or is just as popular if you combined all three of the other tournaments. Is that crazy? I don't know if you'd say combined, but it's definitely the most popular. Like, the Saturday, the weekend of the Masters is the most popular golf weekend of the year. Like, it draws in the most casual viewers. Generally, even if you don't watch golf, you watch Sunday at the even, Masters. Even if the the live players and, and you already mentioned this that they that they can officially are the Masters the first major to outwardly say that live well, players can the play? U.S. Open last year did did say that if you qualify, okay, they left it at that. They didn't really they didn't even specify live, but everyone knew knew what they were talking about. They just said if you qualify, you're in. Yeah. The Masters was the one that was just like, hey, they they it's an invitational. They right. choose right. So the Masters outwardly said it. Um, the U.S. We still haven't heard from the British Open or the Open, whatever they call it now. The Open, yeah. And I don't I've know. Not if we'll heard have from the PGA. PGA. Um, and if and for a guy like me who doesn't know a whole lot about golf, if you're ranking these these tournaments, it would be Masters one, right. two and three are are both pretty much U.S. Open and the Open Championship. They're they're on the same level. And the PGA is kind of yeah. kind yep. of the ugly stepchild. I think you're right. You're dead okay. on with that. The okay. only thing that I haven't really dug a whole lot into yet is that you do get ranking points. They're called world, uh, basically world ranking points when you play in these tournaments throughout the tour and also obviously the majors. And that's how you qualify, if you will. That's how you get an at-large bid or whatever, whatever term yeah. you want to use. You, that's how you automatically qualify for many of these majors. Right now, uh, the world golf rankings do not count these live golf events as a part of those points. So that's like maybe the the, I don't know what you'd call it. That's so like these guys the, are floundering in the rankings right now. Yes, that's they, how that's how you get. could say maybe like the legality of the rules could possibly get them out of it. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's good for golf in my opinion to let these guys play. Am I gonna root for them? Do I hope they win? No, I hope they all are terrible. I hope they don't play well, et cetera, et cetera. Oh man! But genuinely, that's how I feel about it because I'm selfish, to- guys. I'm selfish. I want to see Cam Smith play in meaningful tournaments in what I consider meaningful tournaments all year long. He's an incredible player. He's fun to watch. Now, can you blame I got to watch on YouTube, which I don't watch, and, and they play these tournaments that mean literally nothing to me. Yeah. So that's what sucks. It'd be like if, it'd be like if uh, I don't know, Joe Burrow, which is maybe a crazy example, but if Joe Burrow was like, yeah, I want to go get paid a billion dollars and go play in the Saudi Football League, it's like, yeah, you can still watch him play, but it doesn't mean the same anymore. Can you blame the the golfers for leaving? I think there's that's a heavy topic I don't want to get into. Okay. I think that there's some of them it makes sense to go, but a guy like Phil, that's where I just have a hard time because because the tour made Phil a lot of money. And I know Phil squandered maybe a lot of it, but at the end of the day like 
there's some loyalty that I feel like he that there's owed there, you know, and and I think there's a reason why Tiger Woods turned down what I heard is a billion dollars to go is because at some point your legacy should mean a little bit more to you than just how much money can I possibly make? Yeah, right. Um, well, that's here. Then. I was. It's funny. Yeah, live, 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 player. Yeah. So last night at, at Xavier, Jason Kokrak was at Centos last night for the game. He graduated from Xavier in 07. Uh, Xavier Hall of Famer, but I mean, he's played in 22 major tournaments. He's won three PGA Tour events. Uh, and I got to talk to him for a long time, probably about 20 minutes. And I asked him directly about. He went to the Live Tour. Um, and I asked him directly about it, like how excited he was to be able to play in the Masters. And he was, he was saying, you know, like obviously you don't make this decision based on on one tournament a year, but to be able to go back and play in the Masters is something that you know, every golfer wants to do. And right. he's very yep. excited to be able to go back and to do that. And just hearing his perspective on it, and and the obviously the money plays into into a decision like that, but. Um, yeah, I, I did get the sense that there was maybe some relief that, hey, look, you still get to go play at Augusta. Sure. You know, um, which they signed those deals halfway thinking that they weren't going to get to play in majors. Yeah, he's, he's, he said. He, like, I'm taking a lot of money, but. Yeah, he was very clear with me. He said, like, we weren't, we, we knew what we were getting ourselves into, basically. It was what it boiled down. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but right, that was sure. basically what, what he was saying. They got the UDF and, getting to play in the majors is the UDF yeah. cherry on top of, of making all that money. It is hard, and we'll jump to the Muskies win here. I, I'll say this: it's hard to blame guys like Matt Wolf, who, when it comes to the turn, when it comes to a pressure pack situation, when you got to play in a tournament, because for many of you that might not know, it's 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 you got to go hunt, you got to go basically hunt and kill your own money down there in the right. PGA Tour. You yeah. miss a cut, you don't get paid. Yeah, you know. So yeah, theoretically, you could say the best golfers in the world are going to probably rank or win, not win a tournament, but finish in the top 10 and get paid millions of dollars for just one event so it'll cover those missed cuts, et cetera. But those guys that are down towards the bottom are their fringe guys. Matt Wolf, who came on as a phenom, supposed to be a phenom, I mean, he was terrible. He was terrible. He's floundering all over the place in tournament golf and started to get the yips, kind of like, you know, he just mentally didn't have it. Hell, he got a chance to go to live, get paid for something that he – generational wealth and he can finish last in every tournament so i those guys i gotta be honest i don't blame those guys but i don't know the only guy that really bugs me is cameron cam smith because i just i love watching cam smith play and now we're left with at least we watch him in the majors but now i genuinely don't even want to root for him there's a few tournaments throughout the year that are invitationals that are you don't have to there is no cut right there's a few tournaments where there is no cut and when those invitationals happen, there's a few players that just show up, tee off on the first hole, and leave, and just take their bottom bottom tier check, right? Yeah. Well, that's there. There, there's a there's a few, few, not many tournaments like that anymore. But yeah, there's a there, few. there's a couple. Those All right, you the got best. the muskies. Yeah, the muskies so the muskies won. I've seen that last night. Yeah, on the muskies. So that was the only thing that really happened in Cincinnati sports yesterday. Um, I don't. I mean, Paul, you're you're there, but they they made a big to do about the fact that Seton Hall had beaten the muskies four yeah. straight times at Centos. They hadn't won. They hadn't beaten Seton Hall at home since Chris Mack was the head coach. Did it feel like there was some sort of a weight lifted off the chest for for Muskie fans? Or yeah, I think even more yeah. so for the team. I mean, it was interesting. A lot of times when you hear in press conferences, you're, you 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 talk to players or whatever, and you get this sense that it's like, oh, it's just another game. You know, a lot of times people would say that with the crosstown shootout. Oh, it's just another game. You just yeah. gotta focus. You just gotta win the game. You gotta move on. But I I think that 
I always like it when a coach or a team acknowledges that, hey, this is a game that means more to us than another game did. And not necessarily that any Big East game means more than something else, but when you, when you, when you have a arena like the Centos Center that you pride yourself on as one of the best home court advantages in college sure. basketball as far as winning percentage, whatever you say about the crowd, Xavier wins a lot when they play at home. And until the last couple of years – have had one of the best home court winning percentages since the year 2000. Now, that's dipped a little bit, and they've struggled the last couple of years. But to have a team that, that it was the only team that Travis Steele hadn't beaten at Cintas to go four years, if you, without, pri- without. If right. you pride yourself on being this place where it's so hard to come in and win, and then you go four years without beating that team, you want to make that a point of emphasis, and you go in there, and, and Seton Hall's not a great team this year. They got a couple of good wins, Memphis and Rutgers, but they're not a great team. You have a, a new head coach, just some moving pieces, and you think to yourself, all right, this is this is a game you just got to buckle down and win, and then you find out after the game that Kobe Jones is throwing up at halftime, and frankly, it didn't look just like Kobe had the flu. It kind of looked like everybody was out of it. And they still – going around? Yeah, I don't know what was going on, but, but – uh, they still were able to win. So it was, it was a good win, I think, for it's, Xavier last night. For, for Did them. they cover? No. It was an eight-point eight and a half yeah. point spread. They won well, by two. Okay. So well, I, I did see, and I don't it wasn't a system play yesterday, but it was pretty damn close. And I almost for, for I, Seton Hall I, to play. I did. I didn't I didn't bet it, but I did see that. And I didn't even know the backstory of like Seton Hall being, you know, relatively successful when they when they played at Centos, et cetera, et cetera. I also didn't know that, that that's the one thing I was like, do you don't you think that happens more than you think in regards to gambling, like with the, the, the system that we talk about in here? Like, they know Vegas, someone that was making those lines knew that there was some shit going down or there was some, there was some situation in the sickness. locker room with a sickness or Kobe Jones being <laughs> that sick. I, I, I genuinely think they do. You, you hear those old stories about those old uh, gamblers that sit at the racetrack and look look like in the stables, like, ah, oh, this horse is, is acting a little funny. Don't bet on him today, kind of stuff like that. And I wonder if gamblers, like, like just hear through the grapevine, like, hey, there's some sickness. There's no way they're all knowing. No, there's I no mean, way I, they're omnipotent. I, I talked to some people that are as as tightly connected with the program last night. I, I was just trying to get a sense of what was going on, and I, I talked to some people that were as tightly connected as you could be that aren't actually yeah. the team. And I didn't get a single person that said that anybody was tipped off about anybody being sick until after the game when it was abundantly clear that something was just off. So, so, so Xavier is a team that that. We've mentioned it on the show multiple times, and they're thought to have, you know, be getting back to the tournament this year. Hasn't, hasn't been yeah. there under Travis Steele. Um, so they're looking to get back into the tournament. They've played now, what, four or five really closely contested games. You know, all the they, they traveled well on the, on the road. I mean, they played IU at home. They, they played Gonzaga. They played Duke. All tightly contested games. They played UC down to, down to the wire. And then this game right here, those games matter. When it yeah. comes down to the end of the year, you look at when you're playing in February and you're looking to possibly compete for a Big East um, championship. And I know they're on the outside looking in with, with UConn, who almost slept up against Georgetown yesterday. Uh, Marquette fell. Um, they're, they're looking to have at least a puncher's chance to, to compete for that. And playing these games, um, especially at your own court and winning them, is, is a big thing. One other thing that I thought was Xavier, they've been scoring a lot this year. And to see them win a game where they don't score, when they're not hitting threes, when Jack Nungy isn't playing well, that's big for the program and for the season to know that 
you know, we don't have, have to be playing our best ball to be winning against competitive yeah. teams. Well, and I think, too, the same point with that is just that if they at any point this year can even, like, look like they know what they're doing on the defensive side of the ball, like if they even kind of sort of play average, yeah. they'll be a really good team. Yeah. So. Uh, there are – there's something to be said about winning close games, like with the confidence, with the confidence factor. I think the Bengals, like I said, I think the Bengals are similar to that. I, well, the, the Bengals get down, and it's like, okay, we've done this before. There's other teams that have not been down, and when they get down, you just don't know what you got. Now, having said that, there's a team last year that we all thought. Well, I don't even know if we thought they were frauds, but certainly Vegas kind of was out on them for a while. But they just kept winning, and that was Providence. That's true. If you remember last year, yeah. Providence played a lot of close games. Didn't matter who they were playing. They could be playing Butler, who was one and nine in the league, or they played Xavier, who was a good team, or they turned around and played uh, Villanova. They played tight games. Now I do know that there was one game where they got the their absolute they got the brakes beat off of them. I think in the Big East tournament, didn't they? Yeah, against they got Nova, beat right? like by like sixty points or something wild. But outside of that, they made the Sweet Sixteen. They got a win last night against Marquette. Um, they got a, a ranked win against Marquette. So I. I just because you play poorly against teams you think you're supposed to beat really, really well, if you win, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, what's important. I'm with you. I saw someone tweet that. So they went into double overtime, Marquette and Providence did. I've seen that on the ESPN score ticker. And, who uh, won that game? Providence, Providence. beat Marquette, who was, okay. who was ranked yeah. at home. And I saw they go into double overtime, and someone tweeted like, oh, they're going into double OT. I've seen Providence make this move before. Someone go get a caulk gun on the ceiling. Because <laughs> remember last year, it was, it was raining on that. the floor. Um but yeah, that was a tough, that was a tough, tough loss. Not just for Xavier fans, but for Xavier betters too. That was, that was tough. By the way, Trace, this will only mean something to you, but Jason Kokrak played with Kyle Hodges at, at Xavier University. Looked oh. at, looked at their average. Pretty similar. Yeah. Pretty similar. Maybe, maybe Hodges goes to the live tour. Good. Could. All right. Um, ACC. ACC. So you this is a take. You think they're bad? I think perception of them is dwindling. Because when you heavily mark or perceived by your brands in your in your conference, right? Yep. Um, and their big brands are Duke, UNC, Louisville, Syracuse, right? Those those are their four biggest brands. Probably Virginia's up there as well. And when UNC comes in the year, ranked number one, they're not playing well. Duke gets a loss against Wake Forest last year or last night. That's that's a ranked team. Yep. Syracuse isn't playing well. Obviously, we all know what the Cardinals of, of old Louisville. They, they, they just got <laughs> off their win streak. Um, but I don't – I looked at the, the, the 25, the Ken Palm. There's still a lot of good teams in the ACC. I think it's more well-rounded than it has been in years past. But perception is definitely dwindling on, on these teams. And I, I think part of it is not only are your brands – not dwindling, but they're so closely associated with one single person, Duke with Coach K. Um, UNC, obviously, it's had multiple coaches, but Roy Williams leaves. Jim yeah. Beheim, who hasn't been, hasn't, Syracuse hasn't been what they used to be. When you're so closely associated with these people and they leave, perception has nowhere to go but down. It, it would be like if the SEC, Nick Saban for 15 years, Kirby Smart, right. dominate the college football playoff landscape and then 15 years from now they both leave pretty much at the exact same time i would the only kickback paul paul will be able to kind of push in on this paul's, as well paul's rolling his eyes at me saying the acc's bad which I, is fair I, I would say this i don't no. know if he's doing that i think that 
like it or not, this is my feeling on it. I don't think it should be this way. I'm not saying it's supposed to be this way, but it is this way. The perception of the league is is stamped with the seal of approval or denial in March in what you do in the tournament. That's true. The Big Ten has proven that. I mean, the Big Ten well, has Well, people had, still are up on the Big Ten every well, year. I know, but the Big Ten has has really, really good teams. They've, had a, they've been a really, really good league, and they get in the tournament, and they've had some bad tournaments. And then they haven't had any teams that have really, like, you know, Ohio State's a team this year. I don't know. Paul, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Like, they're a sleeper team for me to, to, to make a run if they can get hot at the right time. Like, they're a very good team. Now, they got to find a way to win some of these games that they're playing that are relatively close. But for your point, North Carolina was a team that was bad last year, you would say, throughout half the season. And then all of a sudden, make a run. they got hot and they made a run. And then you'd say, okay, Carolina and Duke, both are in the Final Four. The ACC, king of basketball. So I, I'm not ready to like say the ACC is down or anything of like that nature. But it doesn't help when your blue bloods, your big brands, aren't playing well, which is what you're getting at. Right. And I think that and also that is the, the perception of every league. When Coach K and Roy Williams leave in, in consecutive years, right. then then that kind of hurts perception as well. Miami's not a bad team this year. Miami's a pretty well, damn Va- good team. Vod Tech, Virginia, they're both great teams. Yeah, I, I, so college basketball is one of those things where we all clamor for par- parity, at least. I think that's what most people say they want. But then when it rolls down to March, around March, and in the blue, if the Blue Bloods aren't great, then like the casual fans just like, oh, college basketball, not that interesting. People like greatness. That's a fact. The ACC, I'm, I'm kind of with you, Reed, because the ACC right now is the sixth-rated conference in the country. They're behind the Pac-12, behind the Big East, SEC, Big Ten, Big 12. They are as close to being the Mountain West as they are to being the Pac-12, like in the rating. Really? Like, that hurts. It hurts that Louisville's in their conference. Like that, well, that, well, but but big, but but not just league. Louisville. Boston College not been great lately, right. but has some history. Georgia Tech is not good this year. Notre Dame is sub one hundred this year, and Florida State is almost one fifty this year. Yeah, Florida You're, State was bad for a while. Florida State's bad. Florida State right now is three like and ten, and, and their best win is over Mercer. Florida State has losses to Stetson, Troy, and Siena this year. I mean. You're talking about a team with Leonard Hamilton that just made the Sweet 16 a few years ago. Like, you know, that when, when you have some of these teams that you trust to be good, and even Pittsburgh, I mean, Pitt, like, is Jeff Capel ever going to figure it out there? You know, I mean, they have a decent record this year, 9-4, and four, but they're not, like, lighting the world on fire. Right. So combine that with Roy Williams being gone, Coach K being gone. Why am I drawing a blank the TCU's coach? Dixon? Jamie Dixon. Dixon. He was at Pitt. He yeah, was I, was like, I was getting ready to say, like, they haven't been relevant since Dixon. Yeah, 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 yeah. And TCU's having a... So who's the, se- who's the second best conference in, in college basketball? Big 12 is, is without a doubt, number I one. I mean, if right? you just want to... Then it's Big 10? On the rankings, it would be Big 12, Big 10, SEC, Big East, Pac-12, ACC. Okay. That's the six. Those are the big six. Yeah. Before right. I forget, I did see a system play tonight. I think it's tonight. Swing uh, it. Football Come on, game. let's win some yeah, money. Yeah, let's win some money. Um... This is what's sad about the system. When I see these numbers sometimes, I was like, I don't even know. I think it's South Alabama's playing Western Kentucky in football, maybe. Big game. Yeah. Big, big game. Anyways, I'm not putting a ton of money on it, but I am going to put a little money on Western Kentucky just out of principle. Western Fight. Kentucky? The Hilltoppers. The Hilltoppers, I believe, yeah. I wouldn't dig into it because there's probably a good chance you're not going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. But anyways, I digress. Back to uh, – Well, so I, I updated the fraud chart. You did. And the last thing I want to say about college basketball that's okay. wild. 
is it's in the drive, guys. The Google Drive is. I'm not breaking news here, but isn't it crazy how you have situations where it literally just matters who your head coach is almost? Yeah. I don't even know if it matters what school you go to. TCU is was – I who even thought of TCU basketball ever? Never. And then Jamie Dixon goes there. I'm not saying they're a wagon, but they're relevant. Oh, they're pretty I, damn good. I, Last I, year they got hosed. They should have been in the – what was it, Elite Eight? What, have they been Elite Eight? Last year, they were in the – They lost uh, to Arizona, and they got hosed. Second round. No, they were in the second round last All year. All right. Well, no, they would have got the Sweet 16 at least. But, they, but, yes, they went to overtime against Arizona. Wild. I, honestly, it is wild. Like, are you a uh, – is it Laranega? Is that how you Jim say Laranega? it? Jim Laranega? Are you, are, you are you a big fan of his, or you think it's one of those things where he's just like, oh, at this point, I don't think they're ever going to be really, really good again? But. So, full transparency, I have a very soft spot in my heart for Jim Laranega okay. because George Mason, I grew up right down the road from George Mason and yeah. went to a lot of games that year that they went to the Final Four and followed that team very closely. So, I've, all, I've kind of stuck with sure. Laranega. So, I'll always give my man Laranega the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Miami, they're always – I mean, think back to those Miami teams with, like, Shane Larkin and how fun those teams were. Like, I don't know. Yeah, eight, I seen yeah. Miami play against Kansas in the, uh, what would have been, Sweet 16, the game to get to the Elite Eight. Yeah. And I got to see Nova play that year in the same building. Yeah. Well, you know what's wild about March Madness is that, uh, and this is something, I, again, I'm going to push us to try to go to do some stuff this year when we get to the tournament time. Get multiple games. Uh, You get multiple games, one. And two, Sometimes if the draw is bad in that specific region, like it would just so happen that I think Kentucky was the one seed inside of that regional for, I think it was the Midwest and it was in Louisville. So it was like, whatever, two hour drive and Nova was in it. Kansas was in it. Miami was in it. And somebody else that didn't draw that great tickets were cheap, man. Like the, the, the top bowl wasn't even hardly filled. Really? No, I'm not saying that's like great, but right. it's a yeah. small chance that during the tournament you'd be surprised. You can get some. It, it all depends on if the blue bloods are in it or not. Emperor Starstream says, "Didn't Trace say earlier if the first thing you say about a team is they have a great coach and that team isn't good?" I'm talking about the NFL. Yeah, I was. I was going to clarify. I think in college we can all agree that yeah. like coaches are king. Right? College, are king in college. It, college basketball. If right. you have a good coach, you have a good program. And college okay. football. Right, like I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's you yeah. know, it's the only constant, right? I mean, the only constant. Because players, the NFL come and is go. what I was talking about, and and even not just the NFL. I would say the NBA. So when was the last NBA team that you were like, damn man? See, did you see Steve Kerr last night? Right. Well, player players make coaches' careers more than yeah, more than probably coaches make players' careers. I, I get the point that I. Oh, my point to you, Paul, was is I think that you made the point during that show that you said I don't know, I don't want to go against Harbaugh. I get the point. That's fair. But I'd rather you have to play a team where you list the first thing oh, that you the think Ravens. they're good at yes. is a coach. Yeah. And not like, oh, they have. Yeah, what's what's the old adage? Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. What's the old adage about uh, the NFL where if your team, if they're putting a promo for your team and your quarterback isn't on who's who the promo promo is like right. watch the the Packers and Rams and if, if your quarterback isn't isn't <laughs> yeah. on the promo your team's probably not very good like yeah. if, if they're showing like your your linebacker or something like that <laughs> that ain't that ain't great in this this day and age of football so yeah. if you're it's bad news if you're talking to pa Patriots like ah oh, Belichick I don't know like yeah not good oh well all right fraud chart fraud chart you we got, got it, fraud got it chart. ready yep I got it all right sling it up there so I updated it and 
how, how much time do you spend on this? Do you feel good about this before we get into it? So I actually structured them by how many wins they have on the winners and losers. So everyone that is if you're on the same level up top to bottom, then that's how many wins you are. So like the Eagles have the most wins in the NFL. And then the, the Bills, Vikings, and Chiefs have the second most wins. And then 10-win teams are the Cowboys, Bengals, 49ers. You can take it on from there. But, yeah, I think that regardless – I don't think we're making enough to do about the Vikings coming back from 33 to nothing. I think they're still fraudy because how does a, an 11-win team go down 33 to nothing? That's a good point. Against a bad team like the, the Colts. I think that they are absolutely the biggest frauds in the NFL, and that's not breaking any new ground. Everyone's pretty much on the same, same page of that. Both New York teams are fraudy, and you see that. That's, that's nothing more. The Seahawks. Remember when the Seahawks were darlings? When they were what six and four, they were darlings, and they—I don't yeah. know if they've won a game since. And I—it's funny—I put the Patriots right smack dab in the middle, middle of the thing because I don't think you can have a hard take either way about the Patriots. I think they're just are what they are—a team that looks bound to be eight and eight for the for the foreseeable future. They're they're a five hundred team and a tough division. Got Does it concern you at all? That during this Bengals, what I would call winning streak, as most people would call, that there's one team that you have outside of the quote-unquote frauds section that you beat. Dolphins are not in the fraud section. Chiefs are not in the fraud section. No, no, no. I meant like since the winning. Oh, the, streak, the winning streak. Man, why are you gonna it's, it's, it's a simple like question. Like, yeah, yes or I mean, no. like, well, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, winning games in the NFL is still tough. It is, yeah. Winning six in a row that is is, is always good. an accomplishment. So I'm not gonna discount it just because the teams that they have are fraud. And and there's a simple fact of the matter is the Bengals are a good team, and those teams didn't beat the good team, which is what makes you a fraud. When you can't play well against good teams, that makes you a fraud. I would say that I think that the Raiders should be slid back a little bit. I don't know. I'm a believer in Derek Carr, and that's the only reason that they're really? more on the for real side than the fraud side. I'm not a I'm not a believer in Derek Carr, so there's part of it. I will say this about Heineke. I was out on Heineke when they played the Packers. I was like, oh, this guy. We're losing to this guy. He's grown on me a lot. He's fun. He's spunky, isn't he? He's feisty. He's a Ryan Friel of NFL quarterback. Oh, baby. Gardner Minshew, right? He's he's that guy that's just like, yeah. I don't know if he's good, but he's. But he's, I'd rather have him than. They're winning, Zach Wilson. They're winning games. I don't know, man. The NFL. I know. Uh, I'm gonna come to the, the defense of Casey McAllister because I think a lot of times he, you know, sometimes he tries to defend me on some of the stuff I say, and I, I'm gonna come to his back. And his, I actually think when he was doing his stink list all year long. I don't think it was as bad as everyone makes it out to be. The truth is, the NFL has a lot of stinky teams. There are a lot of teams that just aren't very good. I mean, if you had to play them 10 times, you'd, you'd think you'd beat them 7 out of the 10 times. There's a lot of teams like that in this league. Yeah. If the Bengals had to play the Commanders 10 times, the Bengals beat them 7 times. Right. Maybe 8. You're right. But, yeah. for whatever reason... He said the Chiefs are always ahead of the Bengals. Why are the I, Chiefs ahead of the Bengals? It's pretty that's simple. That's a good point because I don't know if they're better than the Bengals. I think that they are because I think that no. guard your ears, Bengals fans. I mean, I, I don't know how you can go ahead and say that. 
Joe Burrow has surpassed Patrick Mahomes, even though he's beat him three times in a row. Patrick Mahomes, I'm a stan. You and guys Patrick are Mahomes stands. the best in the league. I can't wait for you. You know what's great about your situation? Yeah. Is that the more you're wrong about it, the better you feel. You know, that's how you're going to be. The more Patrick Mahomes put, is put not my, good. Put myself on the right side of it. You did. And that's what I'm doing about this Ohio State-Georgia game. Because i got to be honest, I'm down bad. Go ahead and put – I'm down bad. This Ohio State-Georgia thing is just – it's a nightmare. Put the call number up, and it's we'll nightmare. start taking in call-ins, and we'll we'll keep a we got to figure out, chance. do we need to uh, – we'll, 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 we'll let you guys talk. We'll rotate over there. How about that? I don't yeah. know what you guys want to talk yeah. about over there. We got it. The old ham and egg we got desk. it. Well, we'll just explain how to do it. We'll just explain the call in. All right, fair. All right, put the uh, put the number up on the screen, Casey, if you can. Oh wait, nope, that's my job. I'll go ahead and put the number up on the screen. So if you've ever used the free conference call app online or whatever that is, um, this is a number right right down here below me. Call that, and then over here, not the Penn Station ad, the access code, which is spelled wrong. Hold on, just a second. Uh, well, that that's not going to be fixed. <laughs> oh, is that in the program? <laughs> yes. Okay. The assess code is uh, what you got to type in once you call the number. <laughs> that's great. In school, did you do any spelling bees, Casey? No, I didn't. No, no. You know who did reason. do a spelling bee? It reminds us all the time. Sean, Sean Spurlock. Spurlock. We're going to have Sean Spurlock's debut next week. He's the fifth grade spelling bee. I think it's fifth grade. He'll put in the chat really quickly if we're wrong on that. I mean, I've never seen a guy bring up the fact that he's been a spelling bee champion more than Sean. He's proud of that. Let hey, him be proud. Get this out of here. That thing is a piece. Gosh. I mean, what? Golly. Tom, by the way, one thing that Tom does does do, chat, I just got to warn you. If, if you get any kind of situational possibility, any any crack that he sees to to promote an Ohio State football player, he does it. We, we, I mean, there's no there's no there's no reason that we should be touting Eli Apple. <laughs> Eli Apple and Sam Hubbard were the only two Bengals that he he highlighted yesterday from the from the Bengals game. So I started looking at the New England Patriots roster to see if we could find an Ohio State alum that that we could we could kind of plug in there. Right. I just want to see if you guys can hear this real quick. Oh yeah! Oh baby! That's Loud and okay. clear. Calming. All right, so we're ready for callers. Yeah, if you guys want to call, right, call in, call, call in. over under half a phone call that we get. I would say we'll, we'll we'll go we'll go. No, wait, over. sorry, 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 sorry. One and a half. One and a half is difficult. Will we get two over phone calls? under one and a half phone calls. I don't know. I'm man. taking the under. I'm going under. I say we get one. Taking the under. Maybe. The sir boy wonders in here. I don't know if he's gonna call. Fair enough. Why, 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 why call if you're an Ohio State fan? I, I have no, you know, Ohio State, keep Ohio State out of your lips. Listen, I'm the guy that came to Ohio State's defense right when they lost. You, you know, I had to come rescue Sir Boy, if we want to get honest about this. I had to come <laughs> rescue Sir Boy out of the darkness of the depths of hell that he was in after they got mopped by what, Michigan. What time? I literally went into my man's DMs and I said, are you okay? He, <laughs> you went in the DMs? I went in the DMs of Sir Damn, Boy you really Twitter. started digging. I listened, I, I, listen, I was like, man, I, this guy, is he's hurting bad. I went in the DMs with Sir Boy and I oh, said, Oh, he didn't Sir come Boy. around for shows for a few days. Oh, right. no, 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 no. He was, right. he, was, he was avoiding us like We're the plague. Back. And the next thing you know, there we go. Sir Boy was back. All you had to do was send him a little message. I've mentioned this on the show twice now, but I was obviously on a trip 
right after that game and the amount of Michigan gear that I saw on that trip was more Mich- I saw more Michigan gear in one week on a trip than I've ever seen outside of the state of Michigan in my life. Isn't it funny how that does? I, uh, TCU is the same way, right? Like, no, obviously Paul wears his TCU shirt, but oh, Paul's yeah. not wearing his TCU shirt probably if they're not going to football. And it's then a free shirt. <laughs> certainly, certainly Tom's not promo in uh, TCU as much Sunny this Dykes. year. Sonny Dykes. Leader of men! <laughs> I thought I actually was expecting that to get queued up immediately. As soon Leader as of men. Said. There it is. That's it. Um, I let me let me do some digging here really quickly. If you guys want to make some money today, let's let's do that really fast. I'm gonna find some. What time are the games on New Year's Eve? They are at four and seven, four and eight. Are we talking about college football playoff? Yeah, the college football playoff. Four and eight. Yeah. So I can I can go to the Xavier UConn basketball game at noon. When is that? That's at noon. Noon. And have a. You will be there. I will be there. That is a full slate. That's at Centos. It yeah. is. Reed Mouse in the house. Oh, baby. I got it. So I've heard a lot about Paul's arm. Yeah, by the way. I, that's a lot all of, over lot Twitter. A lot of tweets about your arm getting it to the second deck. And I'm doing some scouting for the Cincinnati Adult Baseball League this year. So I got I will say the arm had a good night last night. The one thing I will say, though, is that there was this cheerleader. We called him the bald cheerleader. He's been on, like, Barstool. Like, he, he's gone, like, millions of views viral. I don't hold a candle to what this oh, guy could do. Really? And I'm now all of a sudden. It, how, was it a t-shirt or was it a ball? No, game? it was a ball. The oh. t-shirts are just that there's no, they're not aerodynamic. I mean, we got issues with the t-shirt, but the little <laughs> Joseph auto group ball toss. I mean, man, you can really launch that thing. You could probably get it far. I mean, I, I don't know. I think what happens is that the people in the two hundreds, they never get anything. And then it, normally you get the people that just like kind of toss it into like the first five rows. And it's right. like, Oh, we exist up here. Right. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, athleticism, Paul. You they don't have that a whole lot down there at Xavier, I guess, with the ball tosses until you came around. Yeah, and you know what? You just got to distribute the wealth. You know who's not getting the ball up to this to the top deck? Who? DJ E Train across the city. Mm. He's not. I feel like that's a sl- that's that's a slight. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm trying to create a rivalry between Paul and and DJ Eddie Trainer. Eddie Trainer, the the host of the Bearcats and. The host of the Muskies just seems fair. It was fun, yeah. Western Kentucky getting three and a half points, boys. I just, now, nine p.m. tonight. I just switched my pick in the bull pick them because of that. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did By that bull way, pick them in like ten seconds. I just too. went back and switched. Anyone it. know who's winning that? Anyone know who the top dog is? Someone's oh, doing that's, really well. Yeah, Connor Backman. That's one of my best friends. God, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> Connor. He's a, and he's an Ohio State fan too. Of course he is. I know. Connor's the worst. I saw Schmaltz doing well. Spurs, Spurs doing well. Schmaltz started. Which one are you, Trace? Are you in it? Oh, I'm in there. I don't know how well I'm doing because I honestly don't even remember who I picked in a lot of those. So what I did. On the cheat sheet, which is probably maybe at the bottom. Uh, five and seven. Hmm. Uh, I, w- I went down and picked everything. I picked all 43 in like five minutes just yeah, in case I, I forgot. Correct. And then was like, oh, I'll go back later. Good and idea. Actually, you know. Figure it out, and then just haven't gone back and figured it out. I think I took good idea. toppers. Man, we uh, if you slammed the under half a collar, I mean, you are looking <laughs> great right now. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, as far as scores and odds goes, okay. That's well, actually a great tool for... Yeah, for any gambler. For, for, for gamblers, especially with all these books coming out, not only because you get to see the bets, but because you genuinely get to see... All the different books lines. Yes. So scoresandodds.com will have 
all the lines across the books so you can yeah. if you know you're going to bet one side you can at least get hey I, instead of getting seven and a half on the Bengals this week i'm getting six and a half yep and i actually went in and i paid the i paid the man for action sports network i don't know uh, i know paul probably definitely knows about it but i went and paid the pied piper if you will um for that just 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 double check the scores and odds from time to time make sure that we're seeing the same things on both sides and um sure enough western kentucky is a play there gotta play so. i i i got a free subscription to the action network last year maybe yeah did you, you like it i i Give like a review i i'd say three and a half stars out of five what was the I, most useful tool i really liked the analysis i i didn't always follow their picks but if there was a game that i was like oh let's bet on this to going against what casey says where you don't have to bet on everything yeah. if there was a game where i was like ah you know i'm kind of thinking about it let's maybe make it a little more interesting and yeah. Maybe you follow what they say, maybe you don't, but they write great breakdowns of the games. They also have a pretty good bet tracking tool, but it doesn't link do. it's it's not linked with all the books. Pickett, P-I-K-K-I-T, free ad there. Uh, they have the best bet tracking because they link with every book. And and uh, That's good. Yeah, so if you're if you're looking to like track and it's a pretty good social you know, app too, where you can like I can see what you bet on, sure. me back and forth. So speaking of seeing what what we bet on, I bet I threw that, that tweet on Saturday out. Oh, <laughs> and all four missed big time, except for the Vikings who almost came back and and covered there. But Trace, I didn't even tell you this. So you always say you're gonna you're gonna invoice Mike Dewine for yes. for bets that oh, he owes you money. Yeah. So on Monday, me and me and Paul, we go to the hockey game. And how I bet is I have a friend in Indiana and I send him money and he puts the bet in for me. Just just being fully transparent. And I we're driving up there and I'm like, hey, if we're gonna be here, I'll put some bets in. So okay. I, I send him money. I put three bets together four bets together. A first goal score just because low money on that. And then I did like the stars puck line, the stars to win the first period and the over. So let me get this clear. You clearly were rooting for the stars the whole time you were Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is that is that frowned upon, Paul? I uh, really wasn't like into it. Yeah, like we, we were just yeah. hanging out talking and watching watching yeah. the action. But I yeah. think if you'd have been obnoxious about it, then that'd have been one sure. thing. But there were some stars fans around us. There were, so it wouldn't have been like that out of line. Some How about the fans. guy that was yelling during the national anthem? Every time that they said stars in the in the the lyrics of the national anthem, he would just yell stars as <laughs> the entire the only guy in the entire arena. arena yelling. But all four of those bets didn't get placed. All four of them lost. So thank you to my buddy from Indiana for not looking at his phone when I try to put those bets in. Wow. Would have I mean the the under hit the they actually had the puck line was minus one and a half. And the Stars get an open net goal to make it two to nothing with 45 seconds to go, and then give up a goal in the final 10 seconds, which would have been a dagger. Uh, if you had, had minus one and a half, oof. that's how you know you have a uh, a good friend. Did 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 he tell you that before the we game just, started? He, he or wasn't. Yeah, the game? he just wasn't looking at his phone and just like. Ten minutes after the game started, like I didn't get those bets in. Ten game, ten minutes after the game. I was saying I thought he told you that after the games were no, over. No, which would have been which would have been great if he just sent me my Venmo back and was like, "Hey, I didn't put these in for you. Sorry." Right. Which would which would have been an all time move as a friend because theoretically he could have just could've been just, like, "Oh yeah, that's my money. They lost. That's my money." Yeah. <laughs> I actually wonder that if because we have a friend who's just really bad at betting and always just bets like twelve leg. Does parlays. he keep a fee? He he give we pay a quarter, one quarter per bet. That's literally it. Man, I'd be betting. A dollar a parlay. Dollar for a parlay. Like a dollar. I feel like it'd be a dollar a bet for me. Because he doesn't care. Like if you're betting, 
like the Thursday night football game, he doesn't care because it's easy to find. It's when, you know, you get in the weeds of the sports book and you can bet like the over on tackles for what's Logan his, Wilson. What's his what's his uh, bet sheet or bet slip look like on his app? You think? Yeah, how many people has, are doing this? Because he's like, he's got to be going of like. Us. Yeah, there's, there's eight of us. So you got. I'd love of, to see his picket. <laughs> think, yeah, th think of the fact that this guy, like, if you're just a sports book, like, just watching this guy's account, he bets fifty dollars on Team A on Monday Night Football, bets fifty dollars on Team B, bets twenty dollars on Team A, bets thirty dollars on Team B. Like, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> oh, it that's is, right. I didn't even right, think about yeah, that. Right? Yeah, picking both sides. It's funny because we told him after Paul enlightened us that. DraftKings, which is where he does it, DraftKings and Vandals don't do rewards. So, like, no, right. no matter how many much money you're spending, yeah. you really don't get any money back or anything like that like casinos often do. Um, but MGM does. Caesars, too. Caesars does. And I told him, I was like, hey, man, you might just want to switch over to MGM. You might be getting some – you might be losing out on some free money here. Like, if we're going to be betting through you, right. might as well get some rewards from it. And he's like, hey, I got a couple grand in the DraftKings sportsbook. I'll just keep it all in there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Fair That's enough. Tough. All right, what's for lunch? What's today? for lunch? I get any calls. Calls. Tough. The under hit. The under, under hit. Under did hit. Uh, where? Uh, what do we got here? All eight oh, up. Oh, I see. I see. All eight up. Uh, my my girlfriend's gonna come to lunch today. I think. There we go. I think she she. Oh, had, she's off school. She's off school, so she said she wanted to see the office. Oh, I'm busy. So. <laughs> All right. So what are our choices now? Let's, all eight up. Let's send her to Taco Bell. Let's send her. Let's send her. Let, let's let, let's let, go to all eight up and, and point out time the lights. Right time out. No. She, no, I'm being I'm being serious here. Yeah. She's going to lunch, right? I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We we don't we did we need to be very selective here. We're, we're Gina's right. We got Gina's. Gina's, on the Gina's list. needs to be on the list twice. I think the taco place needs to be on the list. Ooh yeah. Job. Yeah. Oh the Takiro going to Hantro. Okay. It's gonna be hard to put that Man, on there. You you. you I like how we just put Taco Place. You kill that just pronunciation. I can't do that. What? Takiero Guanahantro? Takiero I'm not even going to try to smell it. By the way, La Matakita de Caco Huerta, I keep a side on Catarca Trace, La Escuela, La Biblioteca. Nice. Puerto Irabano is the only Spanish I know. Don't know if you know what that means. I'm at the toilet. Yeah, it's may I go to the restroom. The only reason I know that is because the only way that you were allowed to go to the restroom in high school, which is basically the figuratively way of getting out of the class and being able to walk around and not really be in the class for five minutes of freedom is that you had to ask the question in spanish so the one thing i took away from spanish was puedo ir al baño which was the way that you had to get out of class okay so fun fact of the day there you go uh taco place what about that spot on the corner that we went to back at the beginning of college basketball season mm. before i went to portland we it was billy yanks billy yanks. We, we, was that a burger that we had yeah, yeah, yeah. he's talking about billy yanks, yeah, billy yanks. Not they, oh. i think they're only open on for lunch Fridays. What? Sorry. Damn. That yeah. place is good. Uh, I say we go. Okay, I got another one for you. Um, is the yeah opens at four. Fretboard open? Probably. Fret, fretboard. Is it? A, I think it's gonna be called a brewery, brewery, maybe, but I don't fret, know. Fretboard brewing. Yeah, that's open. There we go. Throw it on there. Uh, what we got? Gina's, taco, fretboard. And I can give us one more that's probably worthy. I got to think hard, though. Arby's. I like Arby's. Um, Watch it. 
We we gotta think. We gotta put five on here. We can't go less than five. Yeah, there's one more. Reed, come on. Sir Boy says. Think, uh, Sir Boy, Twin Peaks. No, no. Bologna sandwiches at the office. I is, do like bologna. Is basil sandwich. is basil open? Open. Basil. Mm. Paul literally might not be able to eat. Yeah, it. that's yeah. that's the. I mean, problem. we could. Yeah, I don't like basil. There's always just. Richards. What about Richards? Richards. Oh, Richards. Richards. Yeah, Richards. Old Dickies. How do we? <laughs> All right, are we doing another one? Or are we just doing? Throw four? Gina's up there again. Yeah, throw it. Two Gina's, but don't put them back to back. See if you can switch them, because then it's just half the board. Uh, well, that's literally what it is, anyways. Paul. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if matter? you've ever went uh, yeah, but, math class, but, but it, <laughs> at least it makes it look better. All right, gotcha. so ready? it's a perception thing. It, it's exactly right. All right, you should get into politics. <laughs> Oh, that's Taco tough. place. Man. Right. Uh, actually, I I, I'm, I'm, yeah, if we had to pick one to go to that I really want to go to, it's it's going to be either fretboard or, or Jesus, but I do like fretboard. And there. Oh, so we got there a good. Oh, we, we got, got a good. We got chance. a good. Let's go. Let's go. We that's how you do a Wednesday. Let's go. Clap it up. That is good. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, this is. See you, Sir Boy. Fantastic. Sir Boy's calling in Friday. He's going to drop some Ohio State truth on me. Like, I don't know what he's talking about. Uh-oh. 50-50. Here we go. Ohio State's good. I don't know if they'll, I don't know if they'll win. Obviously, I think they're going to cover. But going to Gina's. Sit, Gina's. Going Let's to Gina's. Go. Love it. Let's go. Good decision. Good I can't wait to meet Lizzie. Ten minutes. All right, guys. We have some scheduling things we'll figure out for the Friday show. Yes. We'll talk about that next week. And otherwise, I think that if you want to try to make a little bit of money tonight, we're not telling you to bet irresponsibly. I don't know how much I really love this game anyways. I haven't done a whole lot of research. But the thing that usually tells me what wins and loses a lot is telling me to bet Western Kentucky. So take that with you. Enjoy your rest of your, what would this be, a Wednesday evening at this point? Afternoon afternoon Wait, by the way just your day really quickly last question day. of the day and we're leaving <laughs> i like bacon no collins <laughs> no i like bacon we went under bacon um what's your when does evening when you say good evening good afternoon where's the line in the sand four four or five four i would i would i would not open a broadcast with good evening until five o'clock yeah five five o'clock Collister hasn't said yeah. a damn word this show. <laughs> what did you talk? You talked too much in the show before. No, did the just, buzzer? Did the buzzer? Did the buzzer beat you down? What happened? <laughs> I, I just. Oh no. <laughs> All right. All right. That's it, guys. for us. We'll see you on Friday. Take care of yourself. Thank you for watching.